Hey everyone, it's Wa. And also, it's Chris. And welcome to Docu Sweeties. <laughs> We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Yes, but through our own lens, which is very, very salty. I mean, I mean, very bitter. But at the end of the day, hopefully, mildly, and by mildly, most of the time, sweet. Hi, guys. It's us. Hi. We are going to be talking about 90 Day Fiance. It's season seven of Happily Ever After, Baby Booze. And uh, this episode was episode 15, and it was called Battlefield. Why does love always feel like a battlefield? A battlefield, a battlefield. Guess you better go and get your armor. I never meant to start a war. Come on, Jordan Sparks. Love is a battlefield. There. If you wanted to hear that one also. You're begging me to go and you're making me stay. Why do you hurt me so bad? Have you sang this before, karaoke? Um, Yeah. Those are two of my songs for karaoke. Okay. (laughs) Honey, she's like, it's a a lot of love angst. (laughs) When you get wad from the mic, honey, it's all angst. Okay, so... This was an interesting episode. Um, it's going to be a little short for us because it had two people we don't talking about. So like, you know, God, we, this is, I, I mean, come on. I'm kind of like, whatever about this season. It really, um, this is not the greatest season. It's really boring. Like, and by that, I mean, like, let's talk about it. But, you know, at the end of the day, let's keep it real, you know, because it's, this is called docu-release. So um, our first uh, couple will be Kimberly and Usman. Now, of all of the couples, at least they have given us something. And this is, uh, mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. a good segment so this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hang your hat on the crutch so Kim is getting ready to of course take her only child Jamal to Africa to visit Usman again because they have had the news that it's guess what illegal to be a polygamist in America and in order for him to carry on his bloodline now he has thought of the new plan of just adopting one of his brother's kids. And that means that Kimberly would then for sure be raising this baby as his baby would live with him in America. So there's and- plastic hangers, everyone. So just to get you aware, trigger alert, trigger warning. There are plastic hangers in this episode. Okay. No um, more plastic hangers. I mean, wh- why are we not all with our, our velvet or felt flat hangers? that get more clothing into the closet they're like twenty dollars for 50 on amazon just please y'all and make sure they're all the same color like all black or all purple or all pink whatever i love the nude ones oh my god so kim we see her room and we're like a grown woman isn't how long has a grown woman slept in this bedroom there are photos on the wall i think the picture frames could have been a little little bit more exciting but jamal's her only kid like she's got different phases of jamal's life on that wall also she's no headboard no headboard on a pink ass bed no 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 it, okay there's like a certain things that are like stereotypical like let's not okay like tv on a crate you know like i i, I get it but like you know that these are like stereotypical things you do college first student. apartment yeah it's like TV on a crate. And this is something that I, I did also like uh, the circle chair, you know, like the big, like the pure one circle chair, you know, like there's just something, no, don't do it. You know, like it's past its prime, but also not having a headboard. It feels like it's, there's something that it's indicative of, and it could be ADHD. Like she can't get things done or she doesn't like, you know, but there's also just something that's also immature maybe about it where it's like, but also maybe you just weren't raised in a, ha- a household that like headboards were a thing. Like, you know, it feels very adult and kind of maybe, I don't know. I mean, yeah. she's living like a, t- like a teenager and it's yeah. just, it's weird, but it's fine. That's her life. And it's your life. Don't you forget. Okay. So Jamal comes in and he's like, why are you taking all them hangers? And she's like, cause they don't have a lot of hangers in Nigeria. And he's like, they don't got hangers in Nigeria. She's like, they don't have a lot. And I was like, so that doesn't that mean you're bringing too many clothes? 
Like if you can't just fold them. Like this woman is like, oh, okay, I I want to hang up all of my clothes. And the f- first of all, no hotel has a lot of hangers. Like the most you get, unless you're going to like a suite where they know you're staying for a long time, like that's maybe when they'll give you more than five hangers. Like I've been in some rooms where they do have more than five, but most of them have been five. Like two for pants, three for shirts. They'll give you more if you ask for it. Yeah, but maybe they don't in Nigeria. I don't know. I don't know how long she's staying. I don't know why she's hanging every single article of clothes on. Maybe she doesn't want to iron. I don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. So um, he's like, well, do I have to bring my own? She's like, yeah, pack your own hangers, fool. Yeah. So then they start to have a conversation about like how she's really excited because he's going and, you know, she wishes mom were there because then mom could like go to and Jamal's like, granny ain't getting on no plane to Nigeria. She didn't want to leave the house. Like, how is she going to survive without being able to smoke? 27 <laughs> hours, you know, like, unless well, she can go the Angela flight where you just go in the bathroom and smoke whenever you want. Yeah. So then he's like, you know what? I guess I'm excited to meet Usman, too. And she laughs. It's a fun joke between them. And he's like, I'm not going to fake it. And she's like, I just ask that you respect me and that you really just try with him. Like, I don't expect you guys to be best friends. But respect the fact that I love you both and I want you both in my life. And I thought that was a fair call out for her. And Jamal doesn't seem like the kind of person who's going to go there and act up for the cameras. Like, he's not that character who's going to just be like, okay, great. We're in reality TV. You want drama? I'll bring drama. He's not Ty. He's not Darcy. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Like, the people who you know are going to just, like, stir the pot. Renee. Where did Renee go? I know we're not talking about Michael and Angela, but where did Renee go? Yeah, I, I, that's a great question. Like she just like she just like kind of like went into the wallpaper. Yeah, like, we haven't, seen her, in two, my work. We haven't yeah. seen her in two episodes. So I just <laughs> wanted to say that for those of you guys, I, I'm still watching their segments. I just don't take notes on it, and I'm not watching Ed's at all. So, anyways, there's that. Where's Where's Renee? Is the question? Maybe she went back home, but we didn't get a revoir. We didn't get a farewell. <laughs> <laughs> or revoir. Or revoir. So they get excited about going to Nigeria, and then the next morning in the wee hours, they get into a a car and they're going to the airport and it's just she's just talking about how this like this meetup she's nervous about it but she's excited at the same time chris yeah i mean so they're obviously also talking about the fact that they have to meet a child that potentially could be part of the family you know which is malcolm's child which is what the option that's been presented in order for Usman to continue his bloodline and legacy and therefore make his family happy and therefore can marry Kimberly. Like, it's just, you know, and it's interesting, you know, it's like Jamal, listen, does not want, obviously, his mom to just suddenly have to take care of a baby. It doesn't make sense No, to I think he, as an only child, doesn't want his mother to take care of another kid. I think he's just like first kid. Like, no, I'm your only kid. And like, there's some, it's some weird way that I will truly never understand because you're, he's grown. But like, I think that's what's happening. Also, don't you feel like Kim has kind of changed her story about why she wants the kid? Like now she's going there to make sure it's okay. So that she's not this like crazy white lady taking these folks' kids. No, the girl, girl, you don't want to raise a child. Now, let me tell you the reason why. Okay. I'm gonna tell you the reason why. Two things. First of all, Yes, of course, I think that Jamal thinks that. But also, I think Jamal is like, also, my mom's old. So my mom's old. She's and not that old. I know you think that. I know you. This is, you said this last episode. I know that you think that, like, because your dad helped raise, you know, I get that. But Jamal, I think that because of the gate and everything and the mom, the grandma just dying, he's probably just like a brand new baby. My mom for the rest of the life is going like, to have to, like, raise a brand new baby. I don't know if that's going to be right for her. But he's because also Jamal isn't like, well, anything to get Usman here, you know? So, like, Jamal is like. Uh, you know, whatever. Okay, that's one thing. During this conversation, before it's happened, Kimber- before Kimberly has gone to Nigeria again, she also has the confessional of talking about the conversation that she's having in this Uber with Jamal. And during the confessional, she starts to name the baby by name. She says, Mahadi. Mm-hmm. Mahadi? Mahadi. And in that moment, I was like, oh, she's, that's that baby. That's her baby now. And I was like, oh, I think that that's, I think that we then see, I think that maybe when she had her first initial reaction was one thing, and maybe there was a lot of behind that initial reaction, but then maybe she realized that, like, what it is on the reflection had to be shown in such a way 
is that she's going to ask them because in her mind when she's having the uber conversation she thinks everyone's on board muhammad has just been like take the baby everyone in that and that usman's mom has already been like great take the baby you know like so then she realizes in the company so now she's like well we have to go make sure it's like okay or whatever so anyway so she, they do they get they're gonna you know they make the 27 hour flight to, to nigeria they land to fake ass uzman uzman has never shown up at an airport port faker than than this moment in my life he's like yeah. yay kissy kissy on all this stuff and and jamal's like i just got off a fucking 27 hour flight it's my first time out of the country i don't need to see all this but also he's usually never this affectionate to kim He's never this affectionate to her. So he really puts it on. And Jamal is like, I don't want to see the fake him. I want to see who he really is. I'm here to suss that out. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I'm like, Jamal, like, I don't trust you. I think, I don't know. I'll tell you why I don't trust him later because we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about it. But yeah, she does start to talk about the, ki- uh, the child Mahadi. She does start to say his name and making it seem like, okay, this is a viable option that I'm willing to consider. And now we're just going there to meet them to make sure it's all good. And I need to ask Usman if he's going to take care of this child or am I going to be the primary caretaker of this child? Like, what is that going to look like? And I'm like, you're going to be the primary caretaker because you are already a mother. So he will defer to you. This man, while he might play with his nieces or nephew, is beholden to no one. He's not going to come home after work and sit up in the house with you. He's going to come home after work. And tell you, did you hear that? Yeah, I did. I did. And then I know you live, by, I live alone. So it was like, <laughs> well, I mean, there's, this is a wall. What happened is I guess my sofa has been broken and I just like sat on it to the point where it just like fixed itself. Oh, great. Uh, scared the Hades out of me. So, um, look at you. You're like, you're Jen. No, you're, uh, Christine. Christine said Hades last. Oh, I yes, you're right. Very you're small right. reference, but, yeah, you know, you're, you're here right. for it. You did it, you did it. And so, yeah, so he's he's not going to come home and help you. He's going to go into the studio. He's not going to do anything to rear this child. It's like, okay, I, I hate to say this, and it's just, I don't mean to be stereotypical, and this is what I'm going to say, but it seems like, no, you'll probably do a lot of the quote-unquote mother things for this baby because he is from a traditional culture. So he is going to play with that son and teach the son how to play sports and how to be a man and like have talks with the son and hug the son. You're going to cook. You're going to clean for this baby. That's what that, that, yep. that is what it is. Yep. If, you are, if you are going to, if that's what it is, basic you're going to be asking Usman if he's going to be cooking and cleaning for the baby. The answer, and if he, whatever he says, the answer is no. Even if yeah. he says yes, I'm telling you, the answer is no. He will not be cooking and cleaning for the baby. He's not. Yeah. No, no, he's from a, he's from a culture. I'm not saying he doesn't know how to cook, but he's probably used to other people cooking, and because he, he's the youngest too, right? The youngest, they don't do anything. Like, and even if he does cook, God bless her. Yeah, even if he does cook like once or twice, like I think that on the day to day of like when the child gets a sandwich or when the child's going to go to school and like, you know, like I I don't think it'd be 50 50. Yeah, it's not. So they get there and she's so excited and happy that he's actually showing some real affection to her in front of Jamal. And then we have a little conversation <laughs> also that Jamal doesn't want to meet Mahadi, which I thought was weird, a weird only child thing to say she calls it a life-changing adoption that's what she calls it um it's true for for her yeah life i feel like all adoptions are life-changing but you know yes so the next you have anything else to say about the before they get to the airport i mean before they like well just yeah like thing? you know he throws up in his mouth and they're like so kissy and it was and it felt like very much until yeah and we we're gonna get to the scene where they're just like all hanging out or like before they meet his friends when they are getting when they're at the hotel right mm-hmm yeah no we can she really wants him to like nigerian stuff and i'm happy that he's like down for the motherland too he said the comment and i was like yeah i I clocked the comment too yeah i'm like i mean not all of us but some of us want to go back and eat and get our hair braided and party yep some of us want to do that like if i go to uh acro or i mean is it acro i'm saying it wrong if i go to ghana or i go to nigeria Big ups! I want to party. When when you're gonna get your hair braided, are you gonna get like are you doing a specific style, a specific 
type of braid or just because you just want to like because they do it so well they're a certain thing yeah so um when you mean you mean i mean extensions when i say i want to get my hair braided i haven't brought it down to the specific style but i want to get my hair braided i want four women working on my head at the same time i want it to be only 80 dollars, and i only want it to be four hours like that's what i want except for i have to tell them to not snatch my edges Oh, but anyways that's yeah, like a whole thing there you go there and you get your braids done for like real cheap you know but also like, i mean you pay $2, it's like, it's just like yeah it's just like many different hands like working on a quarter like one quarter of your head like you're just like yep yeah and then like there's just yummy food everywhere and you get to try all the street food and she's like anywho so he oh i want to talk about that okay well we will talk about that when it comes time to the drinks, I like want to deep dive into the drinks that are available that they always show. Okay, just go on. So we get to the hotel and he's across the way from them and they're like, don't worry, there won't be any noise making. And I was like, stop it. Stop it. This is gross. I know. This is fucking disgusting. I need you two to stop this. Nobody wants to envision the yammy yammy in the jammy jammy. So it is not jammy, honey. It's the yammy yammy in the dry yee <laughs> <laughs> She has lube. Her and Debbie, they know to bring lube. I know to bring lube. So then he puts his stuff down, like probably goes to the bathroom, refreshes up, and then they order food. So they go back to Kim and Usman's place. And she wants Jamal to love the fufu or whatever it is. Like she, she's like waiting for him to bite into it. And then he's like, hmm. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, you two weirdos. You knew this food would be fucking good. What do you, t- what is this like? Yeah. Isn't it great? Like, I'm sorry. I think that there's this thing where because she's been there more times than Jamal has. She wants to like show him around and she's like, I feel like this is my city. And remember that there's hawkers. And remember, do you remember this really funny thing that happened season one with Angela and Michael where Angela kept saying, I mean, Michael kept saying hookers. Yes. And it was supposed to be hawkers. She so talked like, about it this season. She like, she like brought up that memory. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I remember that because it was funny. And then now Jamal's like, what are these people doing? And it's like, Jamal, you ain't seen this show. They be walking in the streets. <laughs> trying to sell you shit yeah 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 no i mean no listen she loves a chicken in the streets honey like kimberly's just like every time i see one i don't love the chickens <laughs> look, look, look at that one you know she just like loves things and she's like the, she always like yeah so the other thing is obviously the driving is you know bananas there we've been knowing the driver the driving is bananas there you know like that it's so everyone's just always like every time you see these americans in a car they're just like <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that one just, no one no one just nothing just just everything of all, all time on you know just like it's very intense for them over your jenny you're like yeah so he really likes it and then they do the dumbest thing i have ever seen it makes me lose all respect for jamal they present jamal with a present because he really wants Jamal to like him. So uh, before he does that, though, he's like, I feel like you don't like me. And Jamal's like, that's a weird girl thing to say. <laughs> Isn't that not like a weird, like, girl at a party? Like, hey, she's finally had enough alcohol or whatever. And she's like, and you guys share a friend. And you can tell that this, like, the old friend doesn't like the new friend. And then the new friend comes up and she's like, how come you don't like me? So it immediately puts the old friend on the spot and the old friend has to be like, no, my God, I like you. Except for if you're me, you're like, cause you're kind of annoying, but I'm getting used to it. And that is my downfall in life. Now this is where, I, okay. That's how your, your response is that, which is okay. And this is my response, which is not great either. Oh no, no, no. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. No, I thought, I, I thought you didn't like me. Oh my God. You're the worst. I know. Oh, I know. I know it. No, I know it. Okay. But my way, you're right. My way is money. Yeah. And my way is just like, listen, yeah, you do. But don't (laughs) worry. I'm getting used to it. And I will say that with a straight face and expect people to be okay with it. And I have learned throughout my life that they are not. If somebody were to tell me, yeah, no, you're a little abrasive. You're a little aggressive sometimes. And I just feel like, like, like you want to take over the space whenever you are in it. And then I could be like, huh, thank you for that feedback. Would I'll you hate that continue. person then? Yeah. Would you hate that person then? Like, never no. Either I now know. So either I'm going to continue because I don't give a fuck or I'm going to back down. I make a choice in that moment because I respect the honesty. But people don't respect that honesty, girl. They feel some kind of way. 
when I was in college, there was this girl that I was friends with. And by the end of the first trimester, like the first three months, I was like, hey, Christy, or whatever her name, Christy. What? Her name is not Chrissy. No, it's Christy with a K. <gasps> and I was like, hey, yeah, you know, we've had a lot of like weirdness this year because what happened is, is like, there was this guy named David. Okay. David <laughs> was, was like, right. But like, I'm a freshman and she's like a junior. And she's, I'm new to the theater department and I'm a acting major. And she, I don't know what her major is, but she hangs out there all the time. Maybe it's acting. And David is just like this new guy who's like taking a class. And you know, us theater kids, like when you take one of our classes, we're like, who are you? You should stay and hang out. We have a green room. We have a whatever. We have like, we're like, let's go into the like computer lab and like, let's chit chat. So we would like suck people into our world that would just come and hang out in the theater area simply because we were like so like who are you why are you taking acting 101 you want to be our friends so anyways david was one of those people he played the guitar it was great he he lived on campus he had a dorm we would go to the dorm room and then i felt this like weird tug of war between her and me over david and i was like oh i don't fight over men and i've always been this person ugly or not disheveled or not i do not and will not fight over a man he needs to choose me or i will relinquish all power and so he allowed her in his drunken whatever's to like make out. And once they made out, I washed my hands of him. But I was still going to be his friend because he was cool. So like after he made out with her, he told me he did. And I was like, oh, cool. I was like, oh, well, I hope you had fun. And I know he was trying to tell me that to kind of like confess, like, like be like, well, you know, I don't really like her. But in my mind, I was like, it's too late. You already chose and I don't care. So but she cared. She didn't want us being friends anymore. So she told him that he couldn't hang out with me or like Andrea, this other girl. And we found out because he told us being a fucking chismoso. He was like, oh yeah, Chrissy says I can't hang out. And we're like, are you guys together? And he's like, no, but she comes to my dorm. And he did one of those things where he just never fully told her like, hey, I'm not into you because he didn't want to make her feel bad. But also she like staked her claim on him. So I had were to tell her. Wait, were they continually hooking up? Well, she wasn't having sex. She was like a purist Jehovah's Witness. So I think she was like making out with him, but like drunkenly and like, you know, kind of alluding to sex or whatever, but she never had sex with him or whatever. And so like I had to tell her at the beginning of spring semester, I was like, girl, like, I don't think we're going to be friends. Like, I'm cool on you. Like, we can like, obviously I'm going to be cordial with you. But like, if you notice that I'm being standoffish, it's because like this whole David thing was weird and I don't I don't roll that way. So she told everyone that i didn't fucking like her and it backfired on her ass everyone started coming up to me being like i heard you don't like christy i don't like her either mm -hmm. i don't like her either mm -hmm. so then because of that there was this like cold war between her and her me and her and i didn't want it i didn't want it but people inevitably chose me because i'm the better choice that is the moral of this story but yeah well Let's talk about. Uh... <laughs> no, no, we're I... still talking about fucking Kim Bali and Jamal's ass. Okay, so the moral of the story is, don't fuck with me, because I don't give a shit, and you're gonna end up hurt. Okay, so anyways, he can't wait to see his queen Kim Bali. So anyway, so yeah, so he says a thing, and he gets called out for being a girl, and girl politics are crazy, as well. I can can just give you a TED talk about, but anyway, so God bless. So they then suddenly Usman's like, "Oh, I have a gift for you, a present for you. I'm about to go get her, whatever." And so he like makes you know Jamal close his eyes, and in this moment, I'm like, "I wonder if Kimbali knows the gift is, or Kimbali yes. like had some idea about this." They put or did Kimbali send it to Nigeria and say, "Give this to Jamal"? I know it. Like it's or so got... gross. It's so stupid. I know. Or and then I thought. Well, okay, so let me tell you. So then, of course, he's like, well, close your eyes, open it, whatever. God. So he closes his eyes and open it, and it's, oh, Blind my God, a PS5. They say PS5. And then I thought, PS5 gives them this for, like, exchange of saying the brand name and the unit on TV? I don't know, girl, but, like, Jamal is a grown-ass man. And I'm sorry for those of y'all who still play video games out there, but the fact that he was bought off by a PS5, like, he couldn't just buy this shit himself. Like, he didn't, they didn't buy you, like, a rare bracelet from the like street market of like heavy ass Nigerian gold. You know what I'm saying? It's not like it was like, oh, here's this, or here's like a, here's a, a, a garment. Here's a, here's a hat. Like they gave you something that you could fucking get in the U S now, maybe this PS five is like not available. And you know, maybe it's sold out and people are really wanting it, but I'm like, 
you're that's weird for you to be excited and he's like i think it's like full circle because my mom gave him a ps5 and now he's giving me a ps5 and i'm like you guys are ps stupid oh yeah that's good bird yeah you know you're right you're like literally black black friday just happened like you could have gone to best buy and just like 379 it or whatever Um, you know like by the way i know what you're i i have tried to talk i want a nintendo switch oh i have one on those diatribe how like now adults can play video games blah 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 the reason why i have one is because i want it at work now where it is i have to find maybe i gave it to my brother but i'm sure he's not playing it i want a sega genesis like a yeah and i want a nintendo switch and i just couldn't play it like i just was not in the place in my life where that i can like sit down and play a video game like i would rather watch tv yeah or scroll or scroll yeah mm-hmm. like i would rather do that like the ps2 just like or whatever ps2 i'm so old the last playstation i had legitimately was like playstation like when that was the commercial <laughs> okay it was like ps1 you know what i'm saying <laughs> so like for me i don't i don't care but i know the children love it and the adults love it too i know it's like a a thing that makes you relax but chris truthfully you do not have time i know it there's shit you could be doing I, okay <laughs> I know. I can tell you right now watching a fucking console in your home anywhere i'm well, taking it with together me. a video that's what i feel like she's like saying like cut together that video instead or whatever i'm like yeah i'm like i know i you know what i'm honestly real talk i've been going i've realized i've been going through depression for the past like couple months which has like somewhat limited my motivation to like accomplish certain things and so i'm trying to remedy myself of that but it's unfortunately taken its toll upon my social media campaigning so but you know what here's the thing that's real talk that happens this uh, this time of year but sometimes it's been happening and you just like have to shake out of it and realize that it's happening and then be like oh i have to like fight for this thing i'd be like oh okay taylor swift shake it off shake it off i was um, basically yeah jamal gets uh sorry a ps5 and he's like so flipping excited about it and just like yeah just like Suddenly, he's kind of like friends with Usman. Next scene is that they're going to go meet Usman's friends. One of the friends that we met before that was the same friend that like was trying to, tell, yeah, trying to tell Kimberly about what life is like uh, when you have two wives. And this is the one where she threw the milkshake. And then so like they kind of laugh about it in the car like, yeah, I met the friend before. The one with the milkshake. And like Jamal's like, is that because you overreacted? And like Kimberly's like, yeah. But then this is what happens. So they play this game that's like pretty much an archery game where they just kind of like they like have a bow and arrow and there's like kind of like weird suction cups at the end. They almost look like the thing like something you would like many things that you like a toilet plunger and it's like, you know, it like sticks or not on the thing. And I don't even know. Like it's it's a weird it's like it seems like there could be slightly better versions of this. Yeah. And it's not at a like a normal level. It's like on the ground. So it's like for kids. It's weird. It's like when you go to a place where they have adult kid games like Giant Jenga or like chess like giant checkers or like whatever and if you watch love is blind it's what cole cole and whatever her name zainab went to like it's like one of those things except for it pales in comparison it looks like i put it together but you know nothing either here nor there so they go that they have a good time kim loves to see her son have a good time with these men because she feels like oh this is great everybody's getting along i so did go- i liked seeing that like for i'll be honest like it was interesting because i was like it's interesting how easy it is to elicit joy sometimes. Like, it's just like, oh, you just don't know these people. And like, it's kind of a little bit awkward, but you're just going to like put an outside activity in that like requires some teamwork. And like, you know, like Usman's friends have good energy. So like, they, you know, they're like doing the archery and then they're kind of like, whoa, yeah, good job, good job. And then afterward, okay, this is the part that I wanted to get to specifically. Afterward, they all sit down and they have these pink drinks. They're like pink smoothies or like pink like juices. They're all pink, all the drinks. And I wa want it. No. No, I want that drink. I want it. What yeah. is that drink, Wa? What is it? Like it's like they in by the way, because okay, another thing is like not the first time I saw a yummy looking fruity drink, icy drink, smoothie looking drink that they've been drinking there. Like you see you because it's often something they're drinking after like a physical thing they're like they i mean you know they obviously bought a thing and then like the producer's like okay sit down and drink your pink fruity drink like okay you know and they're just like so anyways what just happened was yum 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 drink 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 and i'm just i mean it's just it's all sugar whatever it is it's not like it's like oh okay well that that's exactly why i don't want it like i'm like looking at that like oh like fruit sugar though you think it's like sugar sugar yeah i think it's high fructose corn syrup it's not like a fresh fruit smoothie Sure, Chris. 
Yes, let's brush with smoothing. I mean, I don't know, but I, I looking at it separate and like looking at it just like makes me go, oh, what is what is this? I mean, listen, any Nigerian listeners, please just DM us on Docu Sweeties on Instagram and let us know what that drink is. Is it high fructose corn syrup? Because usually I tend to think like if you're in the aisles, if we're in an island, then you could get like like a fresh fruit situation. I'm not saying you can't get it in Legos, but I'm just I didn't assume that it was a fresh beverage. So I felt like it was one of those like ices that you can like get in downtown where they just like put sugar water over ice. You know what I'm saying? God, it looked good. So this, you know, I got it really pointed out. So they're like, they're, they're talking and they start talking about like what, what's been happening. Okay. And obviously that one gentleman that they met before has two wives and was talking about the two wives. And then he, he like the last time he tra- checked that Usman was trying to get that second wife, but then he has to learn the news that guess what? America doesn't allow, allow that. He's like, no, but I have it. And it's like, cool. Yeah. You have it. <laughs> you Not America. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah. When he said that, I was like, sir, what? show do you think you're on right now what where did you leave us for a bit and came back or is the english not because he's speaking english this time he didn't speak english last so i was like is it get lost in translation are you confused no we've moved on and no it's illegal there so then he's like so my idea is to go to my brother muhammad and ask him for his child and they're like is this normal and they're like yeah it's normal you know we we do this here it's it's an, a kind of adoption it's an option you know maybe when like you know whatever and so she's like okay okay and then he's like yeah so as a family unit we're gonna go ask muhammad for his kid and it's like huh no 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 as a family Wait. unit you're you're you've already decided as your family unit to give you the yeah kid, right? and jamal's like wait a minute you didn't already tell him and they're like, no, he's like, no, why, why is that upsetting? And she's like, because you led me to believe that he had already agreed to this. Like, it, it needs to be your idea. This is not my idea. Like, we're yeah. not going to go and ask this man for his child in front of his wife. Like, what is it? Like, that's a conversation that the wife and Muhammad needed to have a week or two ago this woman is gonna let go of her three-year-old baby and there's not like a war happening or some kind of strife are we completely just this just not even considering this woman's feelings she just gave birth to that baby and she has another baby she has two kids under the age of three and you want her to give up the the i mean this is not a teenager listen it is interesting yeah that like that he wouldn't have talked to his family about it or and we I, the next question is okay but is there a reason why you think this idea is gonna work like other than him saying he loves that child is it like you you can and that you have a special relationship with and your brother is a little overwhelmed and or whatever like is there, and he's one time made a comment that you picked up on you know like is there anything else happening i just a and also b usman tries to frame it as like yeah oh, i didn't tell yeah i didn't ask them yet because like, i want you to be okay with it first and kimberly's like which is like, I don't know. It's it's just yeah. It's it's messy, you know. And wow. uh, yeah, it is. It's messy. So basically, we'll see. He's very much like yeah, that baby's mine, you know. Like I, I could. I don't have any brothers and sisters, but I have cousins, and I, if necessary, I I could easily raise one of their babies and love their baby, like my baby. But I'm also younger. And- they would let you do that. No, no, they won't. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. I would never even ask either, obviously. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 you know? yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, the uh, like, I would um, ask somebody if they wanted me to take their child off their hands if I went to, like, a derelict situation and I was like, hey, I don't mean to be fucking rude, but you've got roaches and I can see you're struggling. Let me just take this one. Can I take this one? <laughs> I would. And then I would get punched. But, like, that's me. <laughs> Can I just take this one? Uh, that's <laughs> one so of them needs to have a, a normal situation, and I can give that to them. They can visit, y'all can visit, and if it's whatever, I'll take two. Fuck it. Like, but I don't want I don't want any relatives of mine living in any kind of situation that they don't need to. If I can help, is there gonna be some, so yeah? The fact that she knows the baby's name now makes me feel like the next thing's gonna happen, which is still. So we obviously know that that's what's gonna happen. The next thing to go and like you know talk about it and with the family and like oh shit. But I just wonder then, like, oh, okay, so 
are we going to see the baby? And is gonna, is like Mahadi going to have like a great relationship with Usman? That we're going to be like, oh my God, Usman really does like have a special like, connection with this like one nephew. And and are we going to just see like Muhammad be like, oh, look at the uncle and nephew with special bond that I have never seen. And don't really care no. about that. But... Like, no, we see it. Maha- and now I don't know if this is the right sound bite, but we do see like a little next time on. And he's like, we want to take your son. I don't know what he says. And I don't know if they've spliced it in a way to give us the soundbite, but Muhammad it leans forward and goes, huh? When it seems like Usman might have asked for that baby. So here's my thing. You're sitting in front of this woman. She's got the, the Muhammad's wife has the younger baby in her lap and Muhammad is sitting with Mahadi in his lap. And they look so cute as a little family. Just, I mean, just the African print, the hijab, he has his little hat on. They just they're giving they're giving it all like Mahadi's sitting there just oiled up looking just like the perfect perfect little baby, and I said you want you want for this man to give his firstborn son to you in this old bag of bones. Wait, is it the firstborn son? I think there's older kids run. There's older kids, right? I think there's older kids. Oh, I, I think they're just the babies. I, oh, okay. I don't. Okay, I don't know. I I, I don't know for sure either, but. I don't know why I think that, but he, I just can't imagine a world in which Usman would, because I think it'd be like, I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know. My dad would be like, is you crazy? He doesn't even like Ladani to go to his own people's house, like the other side of the family. <laughs> My dad is like, bring him back. He's been there for 30 minutes. Bring him back. You know, he can't talk. He can't tell us what's going on. <laughs> My dad is like, bring that child back. So I can't yeah. even imagine muhammad being like yo yeah take him for the opportunity this they're not in war <laughs> why would i give you my child <laughs> i mean we'll see i can't we'll wait see. what a, what if what yeah what they a, are really coming with the smoke scene. i yeah. mean if we didn't have them like truthfully what would we have this season? nothing balal and shida let's talk about these two fools okay. so balal is wanting to distract shida by having her do all the things that she's always wanted to do which is a helicopter ride but not um, having kids. <laughs> yeah, but not having kids. And so he even says to the to the camera that he wants to distract her by showing her that if they don't have kids, look at all the fun things that they can do. And I said, you know what, then if that is your if that is your game, I need you to give her a calendar. Of what they are doing every single weekend instead of having babies, like I need you to be like, OK, next week we're going to the Taj Mahal after that. We're going to the Maldives. Then after that, we're going to uh, go to Egypt and we're going to climb some period mids because there's so much we have to do before we have this baby. After that, we're going to build your business. After, like, I need him to do that because otherwise this is all just hoot nanny. And he is like just very much a gaslighter. And I think that he just doesn't understand. I'm going to go on ahead and give him some grace and say that this is the way he has operated his entire life. And he doesn't know any other way to be. He can't see the end of his nose. So. Oh, that's, I feel the same way. I feel like he's ignorant. Like, I feel like in his mind, he's like, I do so much for her. And then isn't, but he'll, but it's like, no, all you're doing is trying to like distract from giving her the one thing, you know, she wants and needs and and wants the majority. All you're doing is just delaying the thing that she wants to make yourself more comfortable. I, and yeah. they have the audacity to say that he's done so much for her is just like I, I literally like I can't stand it like I can't stand when people say that like I especially men to women and it's like well look at you dude like what you walking into anything any room just like with your like weird suits is nothing the fact that you would find a woman of her caliber and gorgeousness and like the same exact whatever you want to be which is you know like wait 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 Bilal is fine like he's not he's not like fine like oh my god but Bilal is a very handsome black man so I'm not gonna let that I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that they're not equally yoked on the looks section section they are to me so go yeah go ahead it's not about it's it's about the entire package that she brings to him it's not just looks but she brings to with him a package that could only accelerate his life which is to be in a power couple when it oh. comes to business and stuff like that like. To be able to walk into certain places and have like a person on his arm that, you know, like it's helped. I don't know. I just feel like he's not he's neglecting to see the what she he's not. He doesn't want to see that the value of her and what she brings. It's yeah, a way I mean, to date her. 
I'm seeing, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying that she provides a certain je ne sais quoi to them as a couple that, you know, but I, I guess I also think that, yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I just, that's why I don't like to let men control me because I feel like most of the men are like Bilal. Well, they would throw it back in your face. Not control me. I mean, I don't want a man to pay for everything. That is why, because of, of the fear that somebody will tell me, look at everything that I do for you and you're ruining my moment. You're ruining my helicopter ride. Like you're ruining, like he, you know, he just like, he, he doesn't want to have kids because he's scared that it'll change their relationship. And instead of going and, and figuring that out, he blames her. So I, you know, I feel like there's men that don't want to pay for women and there's men that want that pay for women because they know they, sh they have to, and that's him. And there's one that pay for women because they, because they want to. And so I guess, you know, like if you, if you have a man that like, is like, oh, you're, you know, you're my wife and you, you, you have the value. I know, I know intrinsically the value that you bring to my life. And like, well, you know, I think that whether she has a business and she does her thing, but that she, she supports you emotionally. And she like, you know, manages your home and like takes care of your kids, birthed your kids, whatever it is. Like, you know, we all have different things. I think the manner is he resents certain things that he's not saying and therefore can say such an ugly thing to her when it makes no sense. But there's men that I think that like see the value of the woman and therefore whatever he's doing is just like he, a man wants to, a man that wants to make his wife happy because he sees her value. But he is like, he is denying his wife's happiness the one thing that would make her truly happy that she's been vocal about. And then, yes, she has left her whole life and her business and her country to move to yours and join yours. And you have two kids. So you are like, it's like, it's just, it's too much for me. You know, that part is too much for me. And I do think that Bilal is not ugly, but I think that she, I think that women are generally more beautiful than men anyway or whatever and so in i have no problem saying that she's more beautiful than him okay um yeah so they are wearing a cute outfit i really like her shoes she's got some um like mm -hmm. plastic like mules that have like a little silver jewel on them and then She's also wearing, this is a bad story, sorry. She's wearing very big, almost like gala-like earrings, like very bejeweled, like, you know, or like, like crystal. They're like, they're huge, chunky-ass earrings. And so to me, I was like, it doesn't go with your outfit at all. Like, why'd you choose those earrings? Like, what's happening there? And then on top, when they go in the helicopter, right, she has to put earmuffs, honey, on top of this. And then like, they're like, they're earmuffs on her ears and like the jeweled, huge-ass earring is like sticking out one way. I mean, I would have just taken them off at that point, but that's just me. Wow. so they get down to the ground and she's like you know what i need you to give me an answer in nine months as to when we're gonna start like mm -hmm. i need you to tell me i'm not asking i'm not saying when we're gonna have the baby down to the date i need you to tell me when we're going to start mm -hmm. because uh he's like you're the only woman i know that changes her mind that isn't consistent and i'm like strike one then she's like it's not about that She's like, the, the circumstances have changed, Bilal. We got the numbers back. I have a low AMH. Like, I need to start to harvest my eggs or something. Like, I need to do something. And I need you to be on board with me starting the process because it isn't going to be just so easy in a year. So she gives him the ultimatum. And she's like, if, we don't, if you don't make a decision as to when we can start, our relationship is not going to last. And he is just so take like he's like way to ruin the moment and it's just like sir ruin the moment like you you and he's like i feel like my feelings aren't ta being taken into consideration you're ruining the marriage yeah you're the, yeah you're ruining the marriage and you're ruining your life because you want you are hyper controlling and want everything you've already i mean i get this is what it is it's like Malau found a beautiful you know wants to be submissive woman and she has a headstrongness but 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 at the end of the day she wants to be submissive but she wants to be taken care of and her needs to be to be accounted for by someone who has emotional intelligence and good leadership skills and he's not displaying that because he's not managing right because he is denying his wife an intrinsic right that she should have which is she has always told you she wants a child that she got devastating news that like time is on her side and that she has to fucking start. So you, the fact that you aren't 
now, now that you are just ignoring that and trying to distract her from it, it's just like, you're not, do, you're, it's obvious. And it makes me feel like you don't understand how to manage situations, right? That's that you're not confronting the situation. You're not dealing with it. All you're doing, you're paying money to go in the sky and look at, I don't know, like New York or whatever. God bless. You know, I just, yeah. So I, I, I'm just a mad bot. But anyway, we so go then to, she goes and has a no. conversation with uterus okay and i'm so excited uterus is rocking a raspberry lip honey and she looks this raspberry lip is giving her a lot so then she's like great so let me tell you about what i learned uterus this is uterus to shot she's like well i pretty much said but like yeah he's like whatever but like he would absolutely have a kid with you if it happened so just like girl stop taking that bc boo ah. you're gonna be like knee deep in onesies and then shy's like oh i didn't tell you this because i i don't take birth control honey he uses condoms and uterus's face goes like i mean disgust just like she, i think it radiates from her top of her head down to her toes the lengths in which Bilal is somewhat mad the fact that he denies the pleasure of skin on skin raw dog sex the lisa i mean the baby girl lisa usman sex the fact that he denies himself the pleasure of skin on skin contact and to like dive into those tunnels honey without a raincoat that's how scared of babies he is and as females across the board we know that many men will risk it all to have that feeling so for him to be so ocd about making sure that he is not having the most pleasurable sex, which is, you know, whatever, is absolutely signifying. And to watch uterus deal with it, that has as we have had to deal with it, and then watch Shai have to say it and then gaff her best friend's reaction is just, it's like one of those actually great moments. Why? I mean, yeah, how embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> That's embarrassing. Like, you know how many like, tussles I've been in for like, hey, you should use a condom. Well, you're, you're, you're clean, right? <laughs> uh, yes but you should you should use a gun and okay. fertile i'm very fertile i'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very healthy fertile. and fertile is that what you're yeah, asking yeah. me yeah is that what you're saying you should use a condom um well um, hello. <laughs> yeah I, I, i'll be fine i'm like okay idiot okay. so <laughs> then she's like very taken aback uteruses and she's like well good don't let go of your ultimatum if he doesn't do what he needs to do and nine months do not backpedal like keep moving forward Chai. you have to do this and then that's the end of theirs next couple that we're going to talk about are yara and this fool i mean yara reads this fool his rights okay he reads her i mean she reads him like she said oh you think i don't understand this language <laughs> what this man they go sightseeing and she's look at this jovi jovi look and he's like uh-huh and she's like, what's wrong, Jovi? You seem upset. And he's like, well, I'm just thinking, like, you know, we came here together. We leave together. And she's like, Jovi, you're being selfish. I want to stay and help with my, my friends and family and do something, you know. And she, he's like, well, I really think that we should start having another baby. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. What? Are you serious? Jovi, are you serious right now? No. Her accent goes away and everything. No. The, Jovi. I am not ready to have a baby. He's like, well, I don't want to be an old dad. And, you know, I think that it'll help us bring our family together. She's like, Jovi, you just want to control me. You just want me to be in the U.S. pregnant because, you know, I can't travel with two babies. You know that. And then she says in the confessionals to him, she's like, you know what? That was the dumbest thing I've literally ever heard. I wish that you had said something else because your argument is actually very stupid. And it makes me sad to even know you because I'm like, wow, you can't even argue right. Like, she's like, that is this and i feel her i feel the same way when someone tells me like oh you know like yeah yeah i feel the same way so i'm like i'm like you need to think of your excuses well when you tell me what your excuses are because i'm judging it so if you tell me that you can't do something because you're sick i'm like okay if you tell me you can't do something because you're stressed i'm like suck it up <laughs> like and i feel like that's what he did to her he gave her something that where she was like that doesn't even make any sense she's like you are an idiot person and so then he's like he doesn't have anything to say in the confessional when she reads him like that and then they get back to them walking around and Mila's just like roaming to and fro and she starts to cry and jovi doesn't even pick her up i've never seen jovi hold that baby also here's another thing that she did which is very like i, I did i thought it was black mama of her but it must be eastern european mom too she's like jovi 
I don't want to argue in front of Myla. So I'm going to talk in this tone to let you know that you're stupid. Because like she's like, she's like, I don't want to argue in front of Myla Jovi, but sh- shut your stupid face. She's like, okay, Jovi, I gave up my whole life, right? Yes, I moved to your country that I fucking hate. I hate where I live, you know? It's disgusting, and I hate almost every day of my life, but I did all for you, and you won't let me have this little thing. (laughs) All thing that I want that would make me happy. I've done everything for you and this child. And he's just like, but we didn't talk about it. So basically after this, then like, and which is boring, whatever, but it's like a beautiful background. My God, the mountain wait, back. Wait, here, wait, wait. Here's the, here's, here's the final, the final dig. Okay. What year is this? This is not 1950s, Jovi. I need to have time to get my career together. Like she fully, he says it takes two people to come to Europe and it also takes two people to decide to have a baby. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say something like, exactly, you see how it takes two people to do those things? Then it takes two people in all marriages. And I'm like, I don't agree with him at all. Like, I feel like if she wants to stay in Europe, she has every right to stay. And he has, I can see his, I can see his, his issue. But I think like she has every right to stay because he's not there for a month. And it's not like, it's like, it's not like she's going to be ignoring him. She could legit stay in Europe for a month and he would never know the difference. I think that the compromise is this. They go home together and then when the war is over, she gets to get an apartment there because, yeah, he has to work every month. And so she gets to, uh, like, you know, go back and have her apartment there. But I think that it should probably not be like during the war. So that's what I feel like. Let me tell you what happens next. So uh, yeah, during that scene, she's like, look at these beautiful mountains. And we realize it's kind of snowy. The mountains are gorgeous and huge behind them. Oh, my God. Take me to Germany. Sure. But then, my God, let me tell you, it starts to snow. And then these girls go to a spa and then they go to like an outdoor, like an outdoor heated pool that's like looks like a jacuzzi. And then they go in the jacuzzi, my loves, and it starts to snow and if that shit isn't magical have you ever been yeah yeah if you go to like uh, i have if you yeah like, go skiing mm-hmm. and then or whatever yeah and you go when it's snowing outside to a hot tub and you get mm-hmm. to be in the hot water as snow falls on you it is like a sensual moment not like in a sexual way but like in like a world nature way where i mean it's just it stays with you it's yeah i did it. it yeah even watch because like hey, this is what it is if you do it watching them do it it's like it almost takes you back you're like oh my god the cold cold there and the hot hot there it's just lovely so their girls are talking and they're you know talking about what her life is like and while they're talking the boys are having their like you know summer summer nights recap kind of scene and they're drinking haha because that's exactly what talmage and jovi doing and then all they do is drink beer and then talmage is like i don't even tell you what the basically he's just like (laughs) <laughs> gassing up Jovi being like you're right about whatever the hell you know it is because like this is I think a very dumb conflict that's not even real I feel like they just actually probably have like a good marriage but wanted to be on a second season so they divulge this and they're actually I think somewhat good actors like I think Jovi and Yara are good actors I think they're actually good reality stars so anyway moving on that's for me but yeah well, yeah so she makes a comment she's like Jovi's with Termage probably drinking and it's like they were and then he's like man what would you do and Termage doesn't have any any mm-hmm. advice besides his hillbilly advice of like man yeah a man with a family ought to come home and be in the united states together even though yeah. i'm around here <laughs> in germany and there is no war here and i'm not planning on going back but i understand what you're feeling joey yeah your wife is she really selfish and i said i don't know how they do things here in the ukraine or they're yeah. in germany or whatever you know like in eastern soviet you know in the ussr i don't know yeah very old school whatever i did that spa thing it was great i went through i was in a yurt i was in like all manner of spaces and i walked around it was snowing and i would like waddle with in a robe a white robe to like the next hot tub it was great i was by myself i didn't take any pictures because i thought it was weird but i did that last year at montreal okay so i think that's it for them Mm -hmm. the last couple that we're going to talk about is jenny and sumit wherein sumit like i mean i don't know if they edit it in a way to where it looks like sumit didn't speak at all but that's what it feels like. So Jenny, Sumit, Christina, and Jen are meeting with Sumit and his parents and his brother-in-law and his brother and his sister-in-law. And they get to this meeting and the mother can't come. The father again reiterates, we are getting phone calls from family members and neighbors telling us what terrible people we are. Go ahead. 
okay this is what it, this is okay so this is confusing a little bit so they make it there the 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 brother shows up the sister-in-law and the dad and then the two minutes like is mommy and auntie coming and he's like your mom still doesn't feel well and then he always says it in such a way where i know what he means which is like she's so upset mentally the anguish of the thing but it's always presented for a moment where i'm like she's had another relapse where i'm like well oh, 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 oh 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 it's the same like mental problem because it's always like presented like honey she also has like fibromyalgia or something where it's like she's also dealing with episodes but the but it's not that it's only episodes of how much she hates the union of student and jenny sheer embarrassment i mean yes 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 he is just like can't handle it yeah so basically uh also is, is, I think Sumit's dad does speak a little better English than Sumit's mom, right? He really speaks English. The mom doesn't speak English. Yeah. So obviously Christine and Jen speak only English. And so they're there. And then kind of they're like, uh, hi, nice to meet you. We, we really wanted this moment to happen because we just, and she says this phrase, we just want you to open your hearts one billion times because she's like so nervous to us and our family and this is my mom and we love Sumit and just like we love Sumit and can you just like love my mom a little bit because she's like here in this country and like I feel weird about it you know like she has no one or whatever and then yeah the dad is like look we get a lot of shit too much shit yeah we get too much shit where we don't want any part of the shit yeah, he's like, I get it. You're from a country where they're very accepting of a lot of different things that they're not accepting of here in India. And we're not going to be the barriers and we're not going to be the people who break that down. Okay? This is not right. This is not what we want. And it hurts us. We are being made fun of. We are the laughing stock of our society. So please stop trying to convince us that we are these like heartless people. We told them. Sumit should know he's from this culture that we would never accept this. So stop it. <laughs> and Jenny's like, and then Jenny's like, well, I think we're going to have to take Sumit to the U S then. <gasps> yeah. I mean, this was brilliant because I've always like, it's like, she said this to him, but the fact that she gets to say this part to his family and see like what the reaction is, because you know, like that's kind of like the ultimate thing. Like, okay, well then at the end of the day, like to, especially like to his mom, like if, you truly, yeah, you're just like, I want no part of you. I, you know, I disown you. If that is actually it, then why would you care if I lived here, if you saw me? So you wouldn't care. You would, in fact, you should be happy then. Yeah. Not to be here so that you, no one sees us. So yeah, like Jenny throws in their face to be like, okay, well then if I'm so horrible and you'll never accept me and I'm not going to have anyone here, then we will move to America. And it's interesting because it felt like Sumit's family had it had never dawned on them that that would be a possibility. And I would understand maybe why, because Sumit doesn't want to move there. But it's like, it's, it's, it's kind of like a natural option from the way that you've chosen to deal with but it's, it. But it's going to make matters worse. Like, think about it. It would be a lot better if they stayed there and were disowned and shunned publicly, where everybody knew that the mother didn't like them and that the family wasn't accepting of it, then for it to be out, that not only is the mother not with it, but then they were like, we're going to trump you, and we're just going to leave. The shame. Like, I think, if anything, they would be the ones that I would have to say, go to America, we don't want you here, so that they can spin it and say, we told him to leave. Like, I think that that's what's happening, is because they really do feel like if they continue to put the pressure and disown him, that he will eventually come around. There is hope. That is why they don't want him to go, because it's going to be even more embarrassing. Not only did this white woman come over here and surreptitiously date our our 20-year-old son, they lied to us for years. We tried to get him married, and it was divorced, and that was a whole debacle, which was embarrassing. And now they actually went off and got married. Uh, It's just, I see what you're saying, Wa, but it's also like, well, boo, two things. A? He catfished her and he definitely went after her. B, he he already knew what she looked like. B, they've been on TV, boo. They've been on TV. And I mean, like, I, maybe this is maybe more American part of me where I'm like, if you're a reality star on television, you kind of like have no other place 
to hide. You have literally signed contracts to be famous for whatever lifestyle choice that you're like portraying on TV. Like it's already done. If they live in America or India, like I don't see with internets, if any basic internet, how, I mean, even if 90 fiance isn't, you know, visible in India, like, I don't know. I mean, is, is this a Western way of thinking where I'm like, they're on a TV show. Like, yeah. I don't understand how you haven't accepted it yet because only because it's like, there is no coming back from them being on this television show. Yeah. Like, I think it is a, I think it's a Western viewpoint. I think that, I think that they probably don't know how big 90 day fiance is. Like, I feel like they don't understand that if they were to go and come to the U S and they would go to just like wherever people would recognize them. I would yeah. fully recognize Smith's family. Oh my God. Yeah, not his brother and not maybe the group. The, no, the, I would see those fake ass eyes yeah. and that but dumb ass bow. If the mom and the dad were together mm-hmm. somewhere, I mean, they'd be like, yeah. You know, paparazzi would follow them like they were Harry Styles. Yeah, I don't think they truly understand like how big it is. Maybe the sister and the brother do. And maybe that's why they're like, hey, this is national, whatever. You have to, you have to be seen as like stalwart and like the perfect Indian family or whatever. My God, but can you imagine what a fun scene if, if like, if Sumi's parents ever came to America and we could watch them get somewhat hounded, like, at a regal cinema, just like, you know, like TMZ being like, Sumi's parents, Sumi's parents, um, you know, and like, have them be like, you know, because I feel like this is what would happen. I feel like you would watch in real time Sumit's mom start to like the attention. <laughs> I think you would be like, you would see her be like, huh? huh? And they'd be like, Sumit's mom, um, how do you feel about it? And you would be her like, I don't like it. But I love being on this show, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me give you more of my opinions. What do you want more opinions about? You know, whatever. A good yeah. Indian wife should do X, Y, and Z. I need to teach her. She can't be old and dumb, which is what she thinks with Jenny. And make sure you get those AccuVue Color Oasis, honey. That's my favorite kind of quality in a good daughter-in-law is AccuVue Oasis Greens. Okay, so are we, did we, have, did we talk about them all? Yeah, we did. So yeah, I basically, yeah. So basically Jenny drops the fact that they're going to move to America twice and the parents are like, are you really thinking about that? And she's like, yes, we are. Sumit doesn't say anything as, yeah. as well. Like I said, like Sumit just was like, Sumit was like, holy shit. Like sometimes something, you can, Sumit gets tongue-tied in conversations where women are talking where maybe he's just not used to hearing women's voices but every type of woman talks like he is almost like he lost his tongue so jenny out of the woodwork saying like we're thinking about yeah it's on the plan on the agenda is move to america especially if you don't like us you know yeah, like- but she doesn't even say it like that she's just like as a matter of fact she's very much like yeah i mean that way you don't have to see us anymore i think that that is the only option so is it a manipulation tactic? Okay. Do you think Jenny is saying it right then? Kind of like a manipulation tactic being like, well, because you won't love me. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's, I mean, do you think she really wants their love? I, yeah. I, oh, that's, I stupid. think it'd be much, I think, I, think she she wants should... I think that it'd be, she wants to, she, I think that'd be better for her, for her to like, it's easier and cheaper. She would like to live in India with her husband. And in her mind, I think it'd be a lot easier if everyone just kind of got along and she can hang out with whoever. And then she shows up and they make yummy food and she doesn't really have to clean because I'm really never mad at her. Oh, okay. I'm thinking that like, I mean, here's the truth. I guess I'm somebody who likes to be alone anyway. So I'm like, oh, you don't have to invite me to anything, but don't disown your son because of me. Like, I I want Sumit to have a good relationship with you. And that's fine if you find me to be a snake because I did. I did trick you and I'm older. And the fact he even brought up that Jenny's older than the mother. Yeah, absolutely. And he's closer to Christine's age, but yeah, but he, you have to remember something. I feel like she always, Jenny always asked Sumit if she also was invited. Like, I think that if I, early on, Jenny very much knew that Sumit's parents didn't like her. Like I would have never asked to be seen by someone who didn't like me. I'd be like, oh, they don't like me? Okay, well, then I'm never, I don't, that's fine. Just go. Yeah, go to your monthly meeting with your parents or whatever weekly. I don't even care. Like, I'll do my thing here. But Jenny always asked, well, can I come? You know, when she had to be like, not, I think it'd be good, better if not now. It's so crazy to me that she wants to go. I mean, I guess I don't understand it because I've never had an in law. But, you know. Well, we've come to the end. I have a dumb question, dumb side note question. I'm going to add another five minutes to this. um sorry um (laughs) she's like five five Uh, okay two but no do you guys for christmas do you guys play like 
games otherwise other than just like opening the presents at present opening time do you guys play some kind of like white rabbit or what is it called white elephant do you guys do like any games where you like have to like unwrap saran wrap with toys in it like do you guys do you do extra things at at, at christmas no yeah so i was yeah so i just found out today that people do pe- people do that like they're like, oh, I have a huge family. And I'm like, yeah, me too. And but like my dad's side of the family, as far as I know, they don't celebrate Christmas. I mean, they might, but they never invited us. So like we always went to my mom's side of the family. And even then, like my aunt would get us a gift, each a gift. And my aunt would get my parents like a joint gift, like some nice towels or something like that's what you do. So you do go with a bunch of gifts for for every kid that's in attendance and for like the adults, like a candle, like whatever. Right. And then but that's it like but no people like play games and like make it a whole like thing and i don't have that christmas experience anyways i just was wondering if any of you guys out there have that kind of christmas experience let us know yeah oh yeah no yeah i mean definitely during the year the kids are doing like the elf on the shelf not during the year but like during december is like there's elf on the shelf stuff white elephant sometimes happens at parties you know like uh, elf on the shelf Elf on a Shelf is like this thing where kids have this elf and then every night, maybe like during December, like your mom has, I know this is like, this is extra work for the parents. They have to like, this is hilarious, stage the elf in some sort of scene that's like happening. Like the little elf got into some cookies. I don't know why, I don't know the mom in this is Jenny. So this is what Jenny did for Christine. I don't know, I'm just kidding. So then you'll, then this, like this like doll elf will just like be put in a cookie jar, like, like getting cookies or whatever and so then maybe put some crumbs and then the kids come downstairs and like oh my god he ate the cookie you know the next morning it's like look at him he's been gotten in the toilet paper and it's like you know so that's one thing i don't know why you've never seen that i see it all the time i'm just like somewhat haunted by it every, every time i'm like oh no more elf on the shelf season but then like i i like weird there's like old timey fashion things like i love clothing oranges into like what looks like christmas um decor bulbs honestly modern day like on christmas with my nephews i will be playing as i've already mentioned yes nintendo switch yeah nintendo switch they play um mario kart Mm, you know princess peach i'm on that rainbow road honey and they smash brothers so i will be playing games not really christmas games Mm -hmm. okay well you guys thank you so much for joining us we're gonna um do a live right oh we have to go live for patreon Okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And yes, yeah, so two things. A, uh, we have social media that we sometimes pay attention to. Just kidding, all the time. Haha, <laughs> but that's Instagram. It's at DocuSweeties. Also TikTok and Twitter at DocuSweeties1. However, uh, we also sometimes create content for this thing called Patreon. Have you heard about it? Which you can see us now live, including the first Monday of every month we go live, which is actually going to happen in one hour now. But by the time you hear this, it would have already happened. Tee hee hee, hoo hoo hoo. But you join and you can watch it. So how do you join, Wong? You go to patreon.com slash docusweeties and it's a $10 a month. There's only one tier right now. And, you know, you can get to see the visuals of what you're listening to right now. And you get to partake in the live that we're going to have every first Monday of the month. We love you guys so much. We're so thankful that you've been listening and hope you enjoy this episode, even if you're not enjoying the season. We also have Love During Lockup, which is happening, and a new docuseries that we're going to talk about now amongst ourselves in probably announced to you guys very soon so let your voices be heard make sure you get your comments to us on any social media you can or of course join patreon and tell us and we'll absolutely listen to you because you pay us and we have to and that's the rule so whoever makes the money makes the rules thank you guys so much we love you merry christmas happy holidays and uh have a beautiful rest of your week okay babe Bye. 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 Bye.